Hi, and welcome to the podcast from Knox Presbyterian Church in McDonald's Corners, Ontario. Knox is part of a three-church charge between Elfin, Snow Road, and McDonald's Corners. Each Sunday, there's a 9.30 a.m. service in Elfin or Snow Road, and then again at Knox in McDonald's Corners. If you are able to join us next week, we'd love to see you at one of our services. If not, we hope this reaches you wherever you are. This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. Uh, today, maybe through phone, um, so we welcome them as well. Um, our, our beginning, we have uh, no birthdays, at least not that I know of. If you know somebody that has one, please let me know. Um, but uh, today is the last day of January, five Sundays in this month. And, uh, and believe you me, it was, uh, it was a good month in terms of weather. Um, so we welcome you and may God bless you. Uh, I don't have any other announcements uh, other than uh, we need to pray that our government gets their act together so we can have uh, uh, at some point in this next year, uh, our uh, vaccines. Our call to worship is, is uh, from the message Psalm uh, 111 verses 1, 2, 3, 4, and 10 um, are included. And there's some repetition in this psalm, so that's why it's so short as our, uh, as our call to worship. Um, I will start, and if, uh, if uh, uh, Joel can lead us for the people, uh, that would be great. Uh, hallelujah, I give thanks to God with everything I've got. Splendor and beauty marks his craft. His generosity never gives out. He paid the ransom for his people. The good life begins in the fear of the Lord. His hallelujahs last forever. Praise the Lord. Well, as we begin, we're going to start with uh, hymn number uh, 490, God of grace and God of glory, the first and the fourth and fifth uh, verses, and Linda will lead us in that. <coughs> We thank you, Lord, that you are our great shepherd, that you are the gate that we go through in order that we might receive our salvation. Grant us today all of the blessings of, of the abundant life that you've promised us. And may, Lord God, you take us and cleanse us from all sin, from all unrighteousness. Through Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Be assured of this, that when we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Blessed be his holy name. Well, Joel's going to lead us and, uh, in, the, in the next course. And um, looking forward to this because the whole gang, I think, is going to be 
leading us. Thank you so much. I love that piece. How great is our God? That fits in very well with my message uh, this morning, a little later on. 
Um, I wanted to talk about abundance. It's um, it's actually part of the passage that I'll be that will that uh, David will be reading from in John chapter ten, and Jesus says as he's talking to the children of Israel, the because they're they're his people. He's talking to his people. He's talking to people he can relate to, and he says, "I am come that you might have life." and have it more abundantly. It doesn't make it really that clear when you read it in the English, although it does say that, you know, life, when we follow Jesus Christ will be abundant and full. Those are some of the words that are used in translation, but they don't do it justice. They really don't. Because the original Greek says, quite simply, a life abundant, and a future abundant couldn't be translated really easily. And so the translators did the best they could. But it's much more than just life itself. Everything related to life is what the word abundance means. And so today I'm, I'm encouraging, you to, encouraging you to start praying with abundant thinking. I know that some of our prayers are never answered the way we want them to. I've had one particular prayer request, well, which will remain nameless, but I haven't seen the Lord uh, responding in the way that I think he should be by now. But isn't that all of us? But I want us to think about it in terms of life itself and all of the benefits. Do you remember when we were uh, two Sundays in a row, we, during this I Am, we, uh, we quoted, we used the opening uh, call to worship regarding with regards to a Psalm uh, 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. And it goes on to list a whole sh slew of them. We couldn't list them all. I want us to think about that in terms of our walk with God. Because you see, it's not just the walk and it's not just the life. It is all the benefits that go into Full life, abundant life, life with more than just breath, although that's every breath that we, we breathe, our order to the Lord. The Old Testament tells us that. So we need to understand that as we enter this season of, I'll tell you, things are, are not in an orderly fashion. They're certainly not order to the Lord. But we need to understand that in spite of that, our, our God is giving us abundant life. He will always supply our every need. I used to wonder about that until one day I really was in need. This was a long time ago. And I thought to myself, oh God, like if you don't supply this, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. And God came along, supplied the whole thing, and then some. And I thought to myself, you know, that's just like the Lord. That's just the way he operates with us. When we think that something is absolutely impossible, God comes along and supplies the need. And that's what, that's what abundance is. When you think there's no more drawing at the well, 
when we think that there's no more uh, that we can possibly receive from God, he comes along. And I like the element of this abundance that's referred to in, in, in uh, uh, John chapter 10, verse 10, where you and I are to receive our abundance. And, and I love what, what Jesus does. We'll be talking about that a little bit later on. But all he's saying to us is, don't worry. I've got your back. I've got you covered. I know what you're going through. And we sometimes wonder that, except that Jesus is the one who's telling us that because he knows exactly what we've been through. Couldn't have gone through any worse than what our beloved Lord went through. And so he's willing to not only go through it with us, but he's willing to supply the need beyond what you could imagine. Well, this morning, uh, we're going to pray for the children because they're going back to school. Now, some areas are already back to school, but there's others that aren't that are going back to school on Monday. And so we're going to pray that God protects both the teachers and the students and, and keeps them safe keeps them completely pure, keeps them without any sense of, um, of fear because it is a fearful time. Let's pray. Father, I pray for the teachers and ask, Lord, that you'd protect them. I pray for the students and I pray, Lord, that you'd protect them. And as we practice safe practices that we've been taught and encouraged to uh, embrace, I also, Lord, pray that you would go beyond that and you'd place a protection, a circle of protection, like Jesus talks about this morning in that, that uh, place where he kept his, keeps his sheep, place of protection. Do that, Lord, we ask in Jesus' name. Keep every child. Keep them safe. After all, they are your lambs. Amen. Well, this morning, we're going to uh, be listening to God's word, and we want to pray the prayer that um, is before you. It's the prayer before the message. <clears throat> and as we, we think about that, it's a very short one, but, um, but we want to make sure that we never, never see our God and Father as someone who is elusive, who's far away because he's right here with us by his spirit. And so let's pray it together, shall we? Thank you, Lord, for being the bread of my life so I will never hunger it again. Embrace us as we rediscover you afresh and anew. Through Christ we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask uh, David to pray to uh, read us the scriptures. It's, it's a little bit longer than usual, but St. John's Gospel, chapter 10, verses 7 to 18, and it is there before you on the screen. So Jesus said again, what I'm about to tell you is true. I am like a gate for the sheep. All those who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I'm like a gate. Anyone who enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out, and he will find plenty of food. The thief on comes only to steal and kill and destroy. 
I have come so they can have life. I want them to have it in the fullest possible way. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. The hired man is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when the hired man sees the wolf coming, he leaves the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired man. He does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. They know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and I give my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this sheep pen. I must bring them in too. They also will listen to my voice. Then there will be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I give up my life, but I will take it back again. No one takes it from me. I give it up myself. I have the authority to give it up. And I have the authority to take it back again. I received this command from my father. Thank you, David, for reading for us today. And it's a wonderful scripture, isn't it? It's so positive in this day and age when so much is negative, the news coming our way is negative. I'm so grateful to God for this passage because it gives us an appreciation for how much our father loves us how much Jesus, our Savior, loves us. And I'm listening for his voice more and more every day. Why? Because I need to hear from him. I need to know that he is affirming me, that he's loving me, that he's supplying all my needs. This morning, as we, uh, we think about that, I want us to uh, uh, just share a story that came to me a short time ago. And it's a story um, that uh, was told by a pastor who often invited people who were new to their church to come over for lunch after the service. He was very fond of horseradish and uh, it was usually pretty strong. And usually he had a dish of it sitting out on the table when his guests were there. This particular time, of course, they were having uh, some, some roast beef. And, uh, and so after the service at this lunch period, uh, after Grace had been said, he offered the guests an opportunity to indulge in his favorite horseradish. Well, the guests kind of took a bigger gulp <laughs> than, he, than he should have. And all of a sudden, the, the guest ex exhales with a huge gasp, drinking down his whole glass of water in one gulp and blurts out, I've heard of preachers who preach hellfire and brimstone and you're the, but you're the first one I've met who passes out samples. I'm not preaching on hellfire and brimstone today and nor do I usually. Uh, but I really think that um, that my message today is, is one of hope. It's one of sensing why God loves us so much and how we are able to receive all that we need in terms of abundance in life. 
I, I, it's, it, this message is really about life of abundance, bottom line, in which Jesus portrays and gives us a clear direction as to how his kingdom works and how we get there. Now, this is the fifth message that I've had on the I am's, but, but it's two I am's that are mentioned here. The first one is, I am the gate. The second one is, I am the good shepherd. And that's what we're gonna study for the next few moments. Uh, I am the gate of the sheep. And I love what he's saying here because he says to you and to me, understand something. I don't just love you, but I'm the real shepherd. There's all kinds, and here he's speaking out against the established uh, temple, the established leadership of, of the temple, the priests. And he says, they, they lie, they cheat, and they plunder. What was happening was there was all kinds of preachers who probably have some today, who knows, but uh, all kinds of, of the preachers, the, 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 the preaching group of the, of the temple were, were committing fraud against people. They were, uh, uh, they were even stealing from the widows, which the Old Testament teach, taught them that they were not to do. And here Jesus comes along, he, he literally puts down anything that would not be his approach to caring for people. And so here he is, speaking to the people, and, and, they, and he shares this illustration, I'm the gate and then I am the sheep, I'm the shepherd. And they do not understand what he's talking about. He has to further clarify. And the end result is not a good one. He divides the crowd. He divides the crowd. There's no question about that. Because he calls himself the son of God. Well, the children of Israel all looked to God, to, to their, their uh, Yahweh. That's, well, that was his name. Yahweh, the all-providing one, the one who cared for them. He referred to them, he refers to him as the one who is full of grace and mercy and is a God who wants them to have abundance. You gotta understand, in the day in which this was written, there weren't a lot of people who had abundance. They might have had enough, but they didn't have more than enough. And abundance speaks of a multiple uh, amounts of whatever they needed. No, there were very few of those people, but not the laity, not the uh, clergy. They were busy fleecing the flock in the purest and truest sense of the word. I am the gate for the sheep. It's a very interesting analogy because everybody would have known about the gate. You see, what, what happened was, what used to happen was, and you kind of saw a bit of the picture when Jesus, the night Jesus was born, when the angels went out into the fields to the, to the many shepherds who were taking care of their flocks. And what they would do is they would keep them in this huge pen. It was usually made of rock so that it would be safe. It was a natural enclosure, so to speak. And there was an opening for the sheep to get in. 
and the shepherds would sit in front of that opening to make sure nothing touched or harmed the sheep. From time to time, when, when shepherds needed a break, they would hire someone to sit at the gate where the sheep were kept in. But alas, if anything surprising happened, like a wolf, a bunch of wolves came along or, or a lion came along or a bear came along, it was up to the, it was up to the uh, person at the gate to shoo them off. He would usually have a cane, some kind of a, a long stick with a, a crock on the end of it. And he would make sure that nobody crossed into the, the den where the, where the sheep were. The enclosure, it was called. And that kept them safe. Unless, of course, it was a hired hand and he, he would just take off. Man, I, I, I don't care what happens to the sheep. I'm not being paid enough for this. Ever heard that before? <laughs> I'm not being paid enough for this. Jesus says, when you come to my pen, I'm, you can't get into it unless you come through me. I'm the way. Jesus says it all the time. The truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And now he's saying, I am the gate for the sheep. And through me, all will be safe. That's really the proper translation for that passage. Uh, a couple, the, the message has it there, but some others don't. It speaks of salvation. Well, that's true. But it's more than that. It's being safe. I'm so glad that you and I as children of God are safe. The sheep know my voice. And I walk in front of them and they follow me. I don't know if you've ever seen typical sheep herders in some of the countries uh, in the East, but they kind of have a stick and they click it at the, at the animal's heels so they'll get moving. And the back, at the back of the flock as they're moving along. But Jesus says, no, 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 that's not the way I operate. I lead and they follow me because they know my voice. Any other voice and the sheep scatters. People in, I didn't understand who he was talking about. But this principle of abundance, I love it. And we don't talk enough about it as preachers. I'm starting to, but I don't do enough of it. It's exciting to know that your life and my life is filled with all kinds of serendipities that we've never really appreciated. But I'm starting to do it. I'm starting to thank God for the serendipities. I'm starting to thank him for the abundance that I receive on a daily basis. I get surprised by God from time to time. Not because of him but because of me, my own uh, preoccupation with where I'm at, and the bills I have to pay and, and the life I have to lead and all those things start to take their toll on our ability to see all the great things that God does through his son, Jesus Christ and in our lives, because now are not only are we safe, but we have abundance. 
you will have in your life, verse 10 says, full, a life that is full and an existence that is full. That's really how it should be translated. It's hard to translate that and make it make sense. As we close my message though, I want us to understand that we enter into his kingdom through him into a fold that has so many blessings that we can't count them. And so it's important for us. And I suppose we could have used the, the old hymn, count your blessings, name them one by one. And actually, uh, um, Linda suggested that. But, but it doesn't really hit home until we understand this simple principle that when we enter the fold, we experience all, let me repeat that. We experience all of the blessings imaginable in this lifetime. And they are ours to enjoy. Let's embrace them and let us daily look a little more often to all the blessings that he has done for us. For instance, you know, I, I remember years ago when I was a lot younger, I used to think, oh, I'd love to stay home and just crash. I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of days to stay home and crash. And so have you, because of the way we, we are. Now, farmers are a whole different ball of wax. I thank God for the blessing of the farmers that we have in our congregation and in our, in our area. Abundance. We experience the blessings of his kingdom. All the needs we have, he will supply. Amen. Amen. And to God be the glory. Let us pray. Gracious God, how good you are. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us today. Thank you for touching us. Thanking, thank you for letting us know in your word that you are not only the gate, but you're also the great shepherd. You are the one who is my shepherd and I shall not want. That's a pretty conclusive statement. And Lord, then you make us, whenever we have needs to lay down and relax and be quiet before you, you make it possible whether we want it or not. And we give you thanks for that because, Lord, it helps us look up. Now today, Lord, I pray that you'd be with us. I want to take a few moments, Lord, to pray for those who have needs. We have a lot of people in this last little while who, who passed away. And we want you to be with, with, the, with, the, with the families of these people. Thank you, Lord, for a wonderful time of of joy and rejoicing as we said farewell to my sister. What a time we had. Lord, I want to thank you for the, all the good times that you give us. Lord, I pray that you'd bless us. Lord, I want you to be with Molly Harton and her family and the loss of her dad. I want you to be with Glenn and Katie Nesbitt and the family and the loss of Leanne who we've been praying for for over two months. Lord, I pray for Glynis and Gary and Corbo 
for the loss of their dad, uh, her dad, Corbo's grandfather. Would you please be with them since they can't even go to the place where, where uh, her dad is. Her dad's in Newfoundland. Be with her, Lord. Protect her and, the whole, and her whole family. Please hold each of these families, Lord, and keep them. Surround them with your presence. And may they know that at this difficult time, you are their strength and you are their comfort. We remember, of course, Wib Crane, and we ask you, Lord, to heal us back. We want you, Lord, to raise him up fully and completely in this thyroid that is not acting appropriately and accordingly to how we should. Lord, I pray that you would transform him and heal his body in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for Mary, uh, Christy, whose the cancer seems to have come back, Lord. This is a few battles with cancer that this one looks the worst. But, oh, Lord, I pray that you'd be her source of strength and surround their young family. Lord, we also want to pray for Meredith and Harvey and Joe and Sylvia and Fred. We want to pray for Michael, who's coming along so well. We give you praise for the progress. We pray for Rob and Matthew and Earl regarding his eyesight. Would you please raise him up? We thank you, Lord, for the wonderful progress that is happening in Stan's body. We give you praise. We think of Judith, who's in a senior's home, retirement home, Isabel, Fran, Norma, Audrey, Donna, and Lori. Lord, we want to keep you, we want to keep these people before you because we know you're able to heal them. You're able to encourage them at this time. Whatever they are going through, Lord, we, we will never forget your benefits. The benefits of serving you, the benefits of being part of your kingdom. Lord, if you've taken them home, then, well, they are better off than us. But Lord, those, those people that we have mentioned, Lord, they need you more than ever before. Be with them, especially during this time of COVID-19. And the implications of all that is happening in the variants, we ask you, Lord, to heal our land and heal our people. In Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I want to pray for the leadership of our nation and province and communities. Oh, God, give them wisdom at this time when they, when it's out of their control completely. Only you truly are in control. They are certainly not. But we ask you, Lord, to give them wisdom at this time. We ask now, Lord, for all of our people, would you please keep them and protect them as the apple of your eye. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Well, we're going to close our, our service with a song that you all know very well, I'm sure. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want.
Philip, I think you need to unmute. I trust that uh, God will be close to you during this time. We pray God's blessing upon you. I want to thank David and Joel and family. And uh, also uh, want to ask the Lord to give you strength. Linda, you did a great job. You've got a lovely voice comes across so nice and clear. Thank you. And uh, so today, today as we go, I pray that the blessings of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit will rest upon each one of you now and forevermore. Amen. May uh, he be your shepherd this week and may he be your joy. Thank you, Philip. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services. First at 9.30 in either Elfin or Snow Road. We alternate week, over, week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elfin. And then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to see, hear from you soon, and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are.